0: IT IS THAT TIME AGAIN FOR THE MORE ANALYTICAL, IN-DEPTH LOOK AT THE WEEKSTOP NEWS STORIES. THAT CAN ONLY MEAN ONE THING.
1: THAT IS THE ROUND TABLE. <laughs> SO INTRODUCTIONS FIRST, VETERAN SOUTH FLORIDA JOURNALIST ROSEMARY O'HARA, THE EDITORIAL PAGE EDITOR OF THE SUN SENTINEL. Marlon HILL IS AN ATTORNEY WITH HAMILTON, MILLER AND Berthusel, and PAST PRESIDENT OF THE CARIBBEAN BAR ASSOCIATION AND A DEMOCRATIC PARTY ACTIVIST. And Nelson Diaz is chairman of the Republican Party of Miami-Dade and a political consultant with Southern Strategy Group. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Great Welcome. to have Thank you. Welcome, everybody.
1: Great to be here. To
0: all be right. Here. So Nelson Diaz, uh, you heard the interview there with uh, Andrew Gillum. Uh, anything leap out at you that you thought, "Oh my goodness, that's just not right"? For instance, his defense of raising corporate income taxes by two percent.
2: Well, I, I think the idea of raising. Uh, uh, Income tax on small businesses throughout Florida by 40% is, is a significant amount, and I think it's crazy. I think it's really bad for Florida. The other thing that stuck out um, was what he said about the, the, the Palestinian terrorists. I mean, he literally said that he condemned the death of Palestinian terrorists and Israeli citizens, and I think that's just terrible. I welcome the death, and I know Ron DeSantis does too. welcome the death of all terrorists. These guys are bad for our country, bad for our, our allies in Israel, and bad for the world. So to say that you condemn the death of of all sides, Including Palestinian terrorists who are killing innocent children and, and civilians in Israel, yeah. to to condemn their death, I think, is a horrible thing.
3: I think it's unfortunate that that jumped out to you, Nelson. I didn't really hear those exact words, but what we've been hearing on the campaign trail over the last few weeks are these issues having to do with Andrew being, you know, a socialist against um, an economy that that's mm-hmm. going to grow. Anti-Israel, anti, 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 anti. Andrew is very pro. He has a, a campaign that's very accessible very inclusive. And none of these things, including, as he said, with regards to his relationship that he has with Ramat um, HaSharon and his visit there. I visited Israel, and he has the same position. The security of Israel is very, very important to him. And you know, I didn't hear the same thing.
1: You know, I, I want to, Rosemary, go back to this corporate tax issue. This is the great divide between the two candidates. And what Mayor Gillum was saying was, you know, corporations have had this windfall, and let's take a little bit for education. Rhonda Santos says, you know, this, this state, because of our favorable corporate climate, is going in the right direction. Weigh, weigh in on that, because both of those things are correct. Well, I would
4: say it's not just the only great divide between these two candidates. I think there are great divides on education, health on care. health care, um, climate and, and climate mm-hmm. change. That's right. Um, but on the and and I too, I didn't hear him say that he wanted the corporate tax increased on small business. I heard him say that three percent of corporate businesses in Florida would have this impact. I'd think that. Uh, our public schools have been squeezed in the last several years and you look need look no farther than what you pointed out 19 counties in florida are asking taxpayers to raise taxes so that they can make the schools harder and pay teachers more and where does that money come from i don't like the idea can, of raising can i just
1: po- follow up on that the the dist- at the district level In South Florida, I can't speak with other counties, I'm I'm not an expert on that, but at the district level in South Florida, school districts have the ability to raise the millage. AND BOTH DID NOT THIS TIME. AND NOW THEY'RE ASKING VOTERS TO. SO they, MY, they my QUESTION IS WHY why the DIDN'T THEY TAKE THE LEADERSHIP IF THEY NEEDED THAT MONEY AND GO AHEAD AND RAISE THE MILLAGE?
2: THE SCHOOL DISTRICT COMPLETELY <laughs> BUCKED THE QUESTION. IT'S THEIR JOB. THEY ARE ELECTED OFFICIALS. IT'S THEIR JOB TO DETERMINE WHAT THE, rate, what the MILLAGE RATE SHOULD BE, WHAT THE SALARIES FOR TEACHERS SHOULD BE. Um, they, THEY CHOSE NOT TO, BUT it, THEY'RE SUPPOSED TO. IT'S NOT FOR THE LEGISLATURE TO DETERMINE THE SALARIES. THE SCHOOL DISTRICTS NEGOTIATE WITH THE UNIONS. Um, which is part of the problem but uh... they negotiate the salaries they negotiate all this the legislature applied uh, over 400 million dollars for school hardening and other things, and the school districts have to use that money appropriately do, to, for, for that purpose. And the legislature has increased teacher salaries over the years. Uh, keep in mind that you know Andrew Gillum said that we have the 45th lowest teacher salary in the country. But keep in mind that we have one of the lowest taxes in in the country. California may pay teachers more, but in California you got to pay a city income tax, a state yeah. income tax, a federal income tax, a sales tax, a property yeah. tax, a FICA but, tax, but, but all these taxes, and they I, end up with
0: nothing. Yeah, but Nelson, I, I just I think it is a given. School teachers in Florida are woefully underpaid. If they're getting forty-four thousand a year, and that's roughly about I don't what think it's not about how much they get paid. It's about kind of
2: how much you take home at the end of the day. In California, again, they may uh, be making we are Florida. seventy thousand, no, but, but two thirds of their income is going to the. Nelson, government. the big
3: fight that we're going to be having on November the sixth, right, is you make budgetary priorities in your family. I make budgetary families um, budgetary decisions in my family. This is the big tension, right? How do we divide this pie sure. to take care of Floridians? To take care of. Um, our family, my wife, your, your family, and we are going to be having a real robust discussion in session next year if Andrew Gillum is the governor with whoever is in charge of the House and the Senate as to how we divide this pie. Yeah. Well, Rosemary, I'm, go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I beg your pardon. Rosemary, your page,
0: the Sun Sentinel today, uh, endorsed Andrew Gillum for governor. Yes. And you said in your editorial, which was first rate, he was not our first choice in the primary you had in fact endorsed Jeff Green. Right. You said but this is an easy second choice. Why so?
4: Well because he's clear in where he stands on the environment, on um, education, on climate change and what I'm seeing on a campaign trail from Ron DeSantis is not the kind of detail that lets you know what he stands for. We know he wants to continue what Governor Scott has created. AND TO HIS CREDIT, HE HAS CREATED MORE JOBS. HE'S NOT CREATED THE KIND OF HIGH-LEVEL JOBS THAT WE WANT TO SEE. WE ARE SEEING OUR WATERWAYS FILLED WITH GREEN MUCK AND RED TIDE AND DEAD FISHES. AND ON THE ENVIRONMENT, HE'S NOT BEEN A SUCCESS. AND THERE'S NOT A LOT... WHAT I SEE ON THE CAMPAIGN TRAIL IS RON DESANTIS CALLING, SAYING, DON'T VOTE FOR ANDREW GILLUM because he's bad but he's not making the case for himself and I think that didn't work for Hillary Clinton against Donald they Trump did not. and I'm not sure it's a great strategy for Ron DeSantis All right,
0: well everybody hold your thoughts Nelson I think you've got a thought to be expressed <laughs> just like <it. laughs> stay with us we'll be right back with more roundtable welcome back we are in the midst of a robust a robust roundtable we're talking about the governor's race and this week uh, in Oldsmar, Florida, wherever that is, I don't know, um, Ron DeSantis uh, never really... Never
4: been to Oldsmar? North of Tampa. Uh,
0: okay, thank you very One much. One of our 67 counties. Rhonda Santos really unleashed on the news media for he said giving Andrew Gillum a free ride. Here's part of what Ron DeSantis had to say. Have you asked Andrew Gillum why he had CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations? to tallahassee in 2016 he Mm -hmm. spoke to welcome them Mm -hmm. they were an unindicted co-conspirator in the holy land foundation terror financing trial the largest terror financing trial in history he welcomed them he thanked them for what they were doing why were they in tallahassee to protest the anti-bds legislation that the, co- that the legislature was doing, which was protecting our relationship with Israel. The care people got kicked out of con- of the House committees because they were saying all this don't anti-Semitic call. stuff. I don't see the media go- going out there, Andrew Gillum, what about his relationship with dream defenders? They support boycotting Israel. They, they equate Israel to an apartheid state. Oh no, he gets his zone of protection. So it's a double standard. It's an attempt to create a narrative. Marlon, you want to weigh in
1: on that?
3: You know, the lesson of the week is temperament and tone everywhere in our political ethos. Pounding desk and your body language and your voice. And, and I think we just need to kind of dial it back. If you if you believe in something and you want to articulate something, you need to have some restraint. And that's the lesson of the week.
1: Nelson, is is um, Andrew Gilliam getting a... A I mean media? look
2: I, I think it's it's, it's every, every conservative out there knows that the media is slanted left and I think it's fair for a conservative okay, Can I just is,
1: object to that?
2: So, on, <laughs> well for the most part maybe on perhaps our not behalfs you guys here <laughs> perhaps not you guys but I mean no. the, the media in general is is slanted left and and generally asks softballs of question uh, questions softball questions of democrats and is a little bit harsher do you, do you with Republicans you think those
0: questions that we I think asked those are fair Andrew questions Andrew no, sophomore? no. I'm not accusing you guys. I'm Generally speaking... I'm not trying to be defensive. I'm just but curious. It,
2: it, but but Andrew, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis is right. They're not asking Ron, uh, Andrew Gillum these hard questions. And he They're also needs to ask Ron a hard so, questions and they, as well. But they do. And you saw that in, before that interview. They didn't, so it wasn't showed back. right now. But but they did ask Ron some hard questions. But they don't ask Andrew those hard questions. Well, I beg to differ I on to address, that, too,
4: because Andrew Gillum was in to see the Sun Sentinel before uh, the primary. And we dug into the issues of the FBI Investigation, the Edison, the CRA. As for the receipt, so I I know personally, having asked tough questions of Andrew Gillum. In this case, I don't know that Care is an unindicted co-conspirator. I had not heard that, but I can say that Care and the Dream Dreamers or whatever. those are not the issues that people are talking about in this election. Really, people want to know that you support a strong Israel and really a two-state solution, that Mm -hmm. you're good on Israel. And I think he said in that interview that he, what he said was, was that he was, but that's not what people are talking about. They want to know where is he on education, and what about the charter schools? Are we okay? Well, I would like to me
2: to me I see. would address that because he has put out a, a plan or, uh, on education, he has said that under his plan, he wants to raise um, the amount of money going to education and ensure that eighty percent of the, the revenue of our tax dollars goes directly into the classroom to teacher salaries and to issues that are go, go directly into the classroom yeah. rather than going a, into the but, bureaucracy. But he not,
0: you know, and if that's I a plan know, that he's put I asked. Out. I asked, I asked in fact I asked Mr. Desantis last week. All right, so you want 80% to go in, but that's kind of a gimmick. It was tried by Jeb Bush back in the mid 2000s. He wanted Jeb wanted 65% to go into the classroom and the educators of the state said we don't know how to do it. No, the it, teachers it went,
2: unions
3: said no. The teachers unions. It's not the same thing. we have say we no have 36 thing. days, right? Vote by mail ballots go out this week, right? right. Folks need to start dialing in as to what am I voting for, not what am I voting against. All A little bit of advice for Ron, stay in your lane.
1: To to that point, when and if there is a Governor Gillum, he will be going into a session where there is a, a House Speaker, Jose Oliva, Republican and a very conservative Republican, a Senate President, Bill Galvano, a Republican, what are we to expect from a legislature that is still a very conservative one and a Democratic mayor, uh, governor? Excuse me.
3: Every government is um, composed and comprised of having a balance of power and having checks and balances. You're going to have a debate between the governor. Let's say oh, it's Or inertia. Or inertia. Special right? sessions. Governor um, Governor Gillum versus a Republican House or Senate, and that may even change uh, in with the environment that I'm seeing out there. They're going to have a discussion like any Florida oh, yeah. family would. Right. Where are we want well, to put we're, our money?
0: We're looking forward to next January. Let's look toward November right now. And and Rosemary, um, it seems to me, looking now at the Senate race, that Governor Rick Scott is really being pulled down by a ineffective race by Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis stumbled out of the gate. He's gotten better, but he still hasn't explained his platform, his his policies in Florida. And I think uh, Rick Scott is losing the Senate race by a margin mainly because of Ronda Santos. Right,
4: I think the top of the ticket in Florida is not the US Senate, it is the governor's yeah, is the mansion. Governor's race, yeah. And I think the best thing that happened to Bill Nelson is that Andrew Gillum is in is at the top of the ticket. He has energized voters. He's got young people with him, he's got people of color with him, women, more women are with him, independent voters. You know, if yeah. there's a, a small window of people who really don't who are undecided, it it's in that independent range, right. and that they are skewing toward Andrew Gillum. Right. No, but, and but,
2: but that's only true in the polls, right? That's assuming that the polls are accurate. And the polls predicted that Andrew Gillum true. would be fourth. The polls predicted Hillary Clinton would be our president. None of those things are uh, happened. Yeah.
0: And you are because correct. we believed in polls. People right? vote, so polls I think don't.
2: it's sure. very difficult to to, to
0: yeah. who is coming out in November and poll based on I, that. I, I would agree. We can't rely solely upon the polls, but the Quinnipiac University. Poll, which is one of the more reliable ones, says that of the 27% of registered voters in the state who are NPA, no party affiliation, as Rosemary also said, something like 19 or 20% of them in that Quinnipiac poll this week say they are going to vote for Andrew Gillum. And I, well, I think, I think look,
2: the campaign starts really this week. I mean, I think as we get closer to the election, as, as ballots are mailed out, they go out October 9th in Miami-Dade yeah. County. As ballots go out, people start to pay more attention, and I think you will start to see the poll shift around. I still wouldn't believe them entirely. Ooh, I still shift. wouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know, Andrew shouldn't and get the got keys to the governorship. Can we take yeah. a quick and break? Susan Wiles is fantastic. She's mm-hmm. a great
1: campaign Hold manager. that thought. We'll be right she back. Is. Quick break. Is. Stay with us.
0: We have one more segment of Roundtable to go and I want to stay with the governor's race, the Senate race, excuse me, for one brief second and that is Marlin. I think the Governor Scott, uh, Senate candidate, has really got a non-starter. He said in an interview this week that Bill Nelson is a socialist and PolitiFact Florida looked at this and gave it a pants on fire rating. You can call Bill Nelson many things. Socialist is not one of them.
3: I wish there was a higher level of fire there. Pants on fire—we're going way (laughs) off course. Pants on (laughs) fire—is pretty
1: serious. Well,
3: well, this this word of socialism is really buried, right? What's what's really compelling to me, though, is that all this money is being spent on TV against um, Senator Nelson, and he's still in the race. He's still being very resilient, and he hasn't even really unleashed the full energy of his campaign yet. Yeah, well, that's going to happen over the next four weeks. And 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 the word energy and
2: Bill Nelson are not words are used in the same (laughs) sentence, (laughs) right? Although we saw him do a whole (laughs) lot of (laughs) push-ups or not push right. us, what do you call those pull yeah, think I think, I think for the first the time big, in four years, yeah. you see Bill Nelson in the state of Florida moving around mm. doing anything at all. I mean, I think that, and that's sad. I, Bill, uh, Rick Scott is, and I, and I get it, he's a governor and it's a little different. Um, Rick Scott is everywhere, every day. Bill Nelson is in he's Washington. Right? Well, so. I mean, he, is that continuing the, sort the of place. the label
1: smearing? I
2: mean, it's it, not smearing. I mean, the fact is that that Bill Nelson, I mean, this is why, you know, a, lot, a good deal of voters don't know who Bill Nelson is. And it's because he's, yeah. he's rarely around. He's, he's around on the ballot and on election elections. Sometime.
0: As Carl noted in a terrific column in the Herald today, the place where where Rick Scott is not these days is on the west coast of Florida near the red tide zone or on the east coast near the estuaries up there near Jupiter and Stewart, you know, where you have had this terrible algae problem. He goes there and then he does not talk to people. I mean, and I understand it's a huge issue, but Rosemary, this this is really one of the most serious issues for Scott to deal with. Red
4: Tide has been around for decades now and um, we are spending more money to clean it up on those beaches than we are to research it. We have not wanted to research it because then we would have to do something about it. So that's wrong. And on the on the green slime, you know, under his administration, they fought the EPA to get control of water regulations right. testing. Get the EPA out of it. Florida can do it better. We see how well that's worked.
3: Here's what happens: policy comes from what you believe in. And because we have our heads, heads in the sand, this is what we get.
1: Can we before before we um, run out of time? I mean, th- this is not a local story, but it is a local story because the nation just was riveted on the hearings for Judge Kavanaugh this week in such an ugly time and such drama. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted we may Nelson never know, despite an FBI investigation, what actually happened 25 years ago. But when looking at the judge and how he answered back, especially to some of the women senators on that committee, uh, are we not actually looking at him proving that he is a bit disrespectful to women?
2: Well, look, I, I think I would have been a little bit more unhinged. I think he was very restrained. In, if someone accused me of something as Crazy as train rapes and gang rapes, or something. Some of the some of the things that they've accused him of, without a shred of evidence. And the Democrats held had that evidence on, or a letter. They had the letter for them for six or seven weeks. They held on to it until the Senate investigation ended. Once the Senate investigation mm-hmm. ended and they were scheduled for a vote. Diane Feinstein leaked it to the press and said boom now here so come it well, is no well, so this she she is crazy this is what they have done to this the man evidence that you had a crime the what the evidence is that you have
3: was a woman who came forward to tell her truth that and why didn't they, why didn't it come out when
2: when she received the she she
3: asked for it to be confidential and, and it could have been held confidential I want to go back
2: an investigation confidentially I want to go back she decided to meet with kavanaugh converse with him and never tell him or anybody that she had this letter. It could have been
1: investigated confidentially. I want to go back to the question that I asked because this is going to be debated nationally for the next couple of days. Rosemary, this is a a judge. He's been a judge. Whatever happened or didn't happen, this is a man, if he feels falsely accused, he has every right to be angry Mm -hmm. and frustrated. But his tone and temperament, I believe, were the words you brought up, sitting and testifying and being asked questions by senators, and he backtalked. I, I just feel parental. He backtalked, right. and and yeah. that to me, despite the details of what's going on, was was very telling. Was it to you?
4: Yes, it was. Um, uh, you know, you you pick judges for. Uh, not just their um, uh, mastery of the law, but for their temperament. And we may never know what happened, you know, when she was 15 and he was 17, but we do know how he handles himself today. And to say that, uh, you know, I, okay, I drink beer. Do you, do you? I mean, just getting back in the face made me feel like wow, is this, a, is this the kind of temperament that we want on the... And I also wonder about, I know the yearbook is an issue that why are we looking at his yearbook? But when, just from high school, that when somebody says that uh, they're an alumnus of this one young woman, and they're all the alumnus, to me, I know, remember what it was like in high school. And I'm so judging the man today. Is he being honest today about that which is there, even if we don't ever know what really happened in that house?
0: All right, that's going to be the final word, and a good one it was. Thank you all for Thank coming you. in. Thanks,